Hello and welcome to What's New in ML. It's a segment of the Infinite ML Pod where we talk about the latest developments in machine learning. Today, we'll talk about the question of whether AI is sentient, Jan LeCun's recent proposal on autonomous machine intelligence, NASA's helicopter on Mars, Amazon's AI-powered coding assistant, and a reconfigurable AI chip built by MIT engineers. Let's go! All right, so there's been some recent news on whether AI is sentient. So a Google engineer who helped build an AI system called Lambda, L-A-M-D-A, he claimed that it could be sentient. But really, at the heart of it, what is sentience, right? So it's the ability to perceive or feel things. And uh, some people say AI could be gaining consciousness, right? What is consciousness? It's the state of being awake or aware of one's surroundings, right? The awareness of internal and external existence. For something to be true, we should be able to prove it with scientific methods, right? For a scientific hypothesis uh, to be true, it should be testable. And in this case, the question of whether AI is sentient or conscious, it's a philosophical question. It's more of a philosophical question as opposed to a scientific one because there is no well-defined benchmark of what constitutes sentience. So a better approach would be to actually define a clear task, right? So, hey, can AI drive a car by itself? Or can AI write poetry? Or can AI create images? Now, these are these are tasks uh, that are testable and also that are very clear benchmarks that we can compare against. So I think the debate of sentience or consciousness, it's great for generating clickbait headlines, but really at the heart of it, it's a philosophical question and it's something that can be debated to no end. And as always, Professor Andrew Eng offers a phenomenal perspective on this, right? So as he talks about in one of his blog posts, uh, these are philosophical questions, not scientific ones. And maybe in the future, we'll establish clear benchmarks on what can constitute sentience or consciousness. But for now, focusing on making AI useful to your fellow human beings is a much better use of everyone's time. And uh, also another way to look at the intelligence level of AI would be the Turing test. It helps us assess the nature of an AI system based on how convincingly it converses with a human. It was proposed back in 1950 by the British mathematician Alan Turing. He's a father of modern computing. He called this interaction the imitation game. There's a very famous movie made on this as well. But bear in mind that he did not suggest that if a machine passes this test, we should conclude that it's sentient. Right? All it means is that a machine can convince a human that you cannot differentiate between a machine and a, and a human, meaning you can talk to this entity on the other side and you don't know what it is. And if a human cannot tell the difference, well, the outcome has been achieved. It doesn't matter if the AI, is, AI system is conscious or sentient. So again, uh, his imitation game was meant to sidestep the whole 
philosophical question and focus on the outcome. Now, again, I'm all in favor of building amazing AI systems. Artificial general intelligence is another great topic. I would love for all the research uh, to progress towards that. I'm all in favor. But I think debating whether AI is sentient or conscious, it's just a I don't think it's a constructive use of anyone's time because it's a philosophical question. All right, what's next? Uh, Jan LeCun is one of the foremost experts of uh, AI. He recently published a paper titled A Path Towards Autonomous Machine Intelligence. He has been a, a vocal proponent of many aspects within AI, a phenomenal researcher, and he has actually done a great job in this paper of uh, writing it in plain English. It outlines his vision for AI and what he'll be working on for the next few years. Uh, it's available on openreview.net. It's available for anyone to look at, read through it. It's it's a good read. He has, uh, has made sure it's accessible to hopefully everyone. And really in this paper, he talks about three main challenges that uh, AI research must address today. At one, how can machines learn to represent the world, right? learn to predict, and learn to act largely by observation? What it means is if you take a system and expose it to the world, can it learn to represent it? Right? Because you know, interactions in the real world are usually expensive and dangerous and uh, intelligent machines should be able to learn as much as possible without interaction, right? Just by observation. So we can minimize the number of expensive and dangerous trials necessary to learn a particular task. All right, that's the first one. The second challenge is how can a machine reason and plan in ways that are compatible with gradient-based learning? Right? Our best approaches to learning rely on estimating and using the gradient of a loss. So really, at the heart of it, what it means is how can we build architectures that can help a machine reason, right? Basically, given the situation, machine should be able to reason and plan and take action accordingly. All right, the last challenge is how can machines learn to represent percepts and action plans in a hierarchical manner? Right, in multiple levels of abstraction, multiple scales. So humans, for example, and many animals, are able to conceive multi-level abstractions. Right? And we use them for long-term predictions, long-term planning. We know where to look. Right? And we can perform uh, complex actions, complex sequences right, of lower-level tasks. So can machines learn to do that Right, is another key question. So very interesting questions, uh, challenges that um, he has outlined in this paper. And uh, he has proposed an architecture for these intelligent agents in a, in a couple of different ways. So the key contributions, as outlined in the paper, are one, a cognitive architecture, which is, you know, it's modular, it's integrated, it's based on deep learning. And really this architecture, I think the biggest feature is you know, all the modules are differentiable and many of them are trainable. So it just helps to have an architecture that, that can be used for many different tasks, right? So another contribution is uh, a non-contrastive self-supervised learning paradigm that produces representations that are simultaneously informative and predictable. Right? So basically, it's a self-supervised self, self -supervised learning paradigm. And uh, 
at the heart of it, the goal is to help machines get better at learning, right? So right now, we, we go through a lot of uh, effort to make sure a machine learns. So it's an effort towards that. Another key contribution here is joint embedding predictive architecture, right? It's basically, it's an architecture for world models that can handle uncertainty, right? So uh, very interesting, interesting proposal. And uh, it's something that is very exciting and could be a, a very nice next step in terms of research, right? Can we make AI systems uh, do work in a way that's intelligent, in a way that's self-sufficient, and also less expensive, right? Not necessarily so so you know, painstakingly detailed uh, and in terms of interactions with the real world. So very exciting. I, uh, I love how he has uh, positioned this paper and, and also just kind of putting it out there for the world to see, for the world to comment on, and also just outlining his vision. It's uh, it's great. All right, what's next? Let's see what's happening in space. NASA is upgrading the system that pilots its uh, Ingenuity helicopter on Mars. So Ingenuity is a small helicopter operating on Mars as part of NASA's Mars 2020 mission. The NASA team transmits information to the rover, which relays them to the drone, where algorithms determine its path. How? Based on the data gathered from the onboard camera, the altimeter, and other measurement devices. Now, why do we care about the fact that NASA can upgrade the system? Because this lays the groundwork for other missions where the, uh, the distance is longer which means that there'll be a longer delay in communication. Right now, it takes about 24 minutes between Earth and Mars. For and if, you, if you send a message, it takes 24 minutes to get there on Mars. Now, imagine if we are doing a mission on Titan, which is uh, Saturn's moon. Imagine how long the communication would take, right? Way longer than 24 minutes. So that's why I think having a, a great mechanism where we learn how to deal with this delay and, uh, and also upgrading a system remotely uh, is a fantastic step forward, right? So the Dragonfly Octocopter is scheduled to take off for Titan in 2027, right? So having this mechanism is, is great. All right, what's next? Amazon launched uh, an AI-powered coding assistant called Code Whisperer. Now, it's kind of similar to GitHub's Copilot. Again, there are subtle differences, but the goal is the same, right? It's an AI-powered service that automatically generates code. So it's almost like a, like an ML-infused coding buddy, right? And uh, you can use this to to generate code. And uh, and Code Whisperer recommends code based on contextual information about the person writing the code. For example, it looks at the past code. Uh, the developer's coding style, uh, the cursor location, and it generates code where you can review it and see if you want to accept it, and uh, or maybe you you know you want to modify it before uh, putting it in production. So uh, it can generate you know many num any number of lines of code at a time, um, and uh, it's it's interesting how the ML infused pair programmer or coding buddy is 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 taking off. And uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this because if you know how to code, a booster like this is only going to make you faster and better. And if it can be automated by a, an AI system, uh, it's it's great because it's taking off, uh, taking these smaller tasks off your hands. All right, next, uh, MIT engineers have created a reconfigurable AI chip, right? Now, why does it matter? Why does it matter that this AI chip is reconfigurable, right? Why should we care? Imagine a situation where old devices uh, need not be discarded for a newer model. Instead, they could be upgraded with the latest sensors and processors that would snap into a device's internal chip. Such reconfigurable chips could keep devices up up to date while reducing the electronic waste. Right. So that's the key innovation here is uh, this reconfigurable AI chip has alternating layers of sensing and processing elements that can communicate with one another using LEDs. So this is the, a step towards modular vision where uh, a Lego-like chipware designs with unlimited expandability could keep devices up to date. And this also helps us reduce electronic waste. So this is... Uh, Another contribution to sustainability where you can get work done, you can reduce electronic waste. And also the best thing is this reconfigurable AI chip can open up a a large number of possibilities because you can put it together in a million different ways depending on the combination of layers. So reconfigurable AI chip, uh, great new um, a piece of development that can really help people build uh, amazing new hardware. So that's all we have for today. We just talked about whether AI is sentient or you know, the question of sentience is that we're talking about, right? Uh, we talked about Jan LeCun's recent proposal on autonomous machine intelligence. We talked about space, uh, specifically NASA's helicopter on Mars. We talked about Amazon's AI-powered coding assistant, and finally, how MIT engineers built a reconfigurable AI chips. You can visit infinitemachinelearning.com to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you soon with another amazing episode.